Hello and welcome to episode 15 of Business and Pleasure with me, Troy Francis. So today, again, I want to talk about a tweet that I put out in the last week or so, and it's another one of these ones that did very well. It got a large number of impressions and retweets and engagement and so on. So I thought it would be a good one to talk about today, and it's about sex. So yes, we could have another fantastic podcast talking about sex. But what this is about really is sex advice, and it's a little bit of a... Uh, bucket of cold water in a in a sense over the uh, sex advice industry, if you like, because uh, what tends to happen is that if people get into a phase in a relationship where the sex isn't as frequent as it was, or it isn't as good as it was, or it's kind of got more boring, or whatever, then sometimes in this modern world, people will go to try and get that sorted out. So they might go to a counsellor or a sex therapist or go and speak to, you know, somebody who is qualified in some way in that area. Or they might read books or they might do a course or they might watch some YouTube videos or something like that to try to find ways uh, to put the spark back into their sex life, if you like. And... What I said in the tweet was most sex advice is doomed to fail because it misses the point. If the attraction has died between two people, there's nothing you can do to reignite it except possibly break up and then reunite. But even then, the flame will be short-lived. So, you know, it's a slightly stark message. It's not the most positive or optimistic message, but it is a message that... I have seen played out in my own life and in the lives of other people around me. And unfortunately, as much as we like to sugarcoat these things, as much as we would like to put a nice gloss on these things, the reality is that attraction between people is so important. And when it goes, it's very hard to really bring that back. And this, in a way, is the problem with relationships in general because we all know that you get the honeymoon period at the beginning when the sexual attraction between the two players is at its height and there's a there's a a massive bond with that really it really bonds people together then when you move on from that a little bit and if the attraction dies out between the two of them or if it dies out for one of them either the man or the woman or you know which are one of the two partners then that is problematic because they are just not engaged in the same way. And it's not that sex is the be-all and end-all of a relationship. Of course not. It's not, I don't believe that um, at all. However, it's, it's kind of difficult, particularly in a heterosexual relationship in 2018. It's kind of difficult to really keep things going if there isn't that sexual element to it. And I say that with some sadness in a way. Um, But that seems just to be the way it is, really. And there's two sides to this. There's there's always two people involved in a... By definition, there's two people in, in the relationship. And so... The problem that you've got is that even if you, on the one hand, say, well, and I've said this before in situations I've been in, you know, you say, well, you know, 
sexually for me, it's it, it, it doesn't have the excitement that perhaps it had before. But nevertheless, I like being with the person. I like spending time with them. I like sort of cuddling up with them and all that kind of you know stuff. So I'm kind of cool with it. You know, I'm all right with it. So that would be and and given you know this is me speaking from a male point of view. So you know, some of my feminist critics might be surprised to hear me say that because actually, yes, I mean, you know, I, I don't think that, I, I think there is absolutely more to a relationship than just sex and there are people that I want to spend time with, you know, and it's not just on a sexual basis. You just like, you know, I love hanging out with girls. I love women. So, you know, there are people that I want to spend that time with and I want to be intimate with and everything else. But you've got to think of them as well. Um, you know, it's not just one-sided. And this is the problem with relationships, because as much as I could say, okay, well, you know, sexually, this might not be such great shakes with this person anymore. Um, but, you know, I'm happy to carry on because, you know, I quite like just cuddling up and watching, uh, you know, Antiques Roadshow or whatever it is on a Sunday. I don't actually watch that, but you know, you know what I mean. Um... That's fine for me to say that, but it's not a unilateral decision. It has to be a bilateral decision. And she is going to have a view on that as well. And, it, you know, <laughs> the reality is that women is, are just as sexual as men, if not, probably more so in some instances um, or at certain times or in certain cases. And so, you know, you can't just go into a relationship and think, well, if the sex dies off, that's fine because we'll, you know you go past this, uh, you know, that honeymoon period and then you go into something where it's a bit more based on a partnership and it's a bit more based on friendship and everything else. And all of that sounds great, but you've both got to be on board with it. And the problem is, as I see it, that you don't really know ahead of time if the other person is truly going to be on board with that until it happens. Because until it happens... <sighs> you know, um, it hasn't happened yet. So it's very hard to know how somebody's going to be going to react. And this is one of my main critiques of, um, you know, monogamy or, or, or relationships in general. I mean, it's not to say don't get into relationships, but I, I just pointing out one of the problems. So people will say, well, if you want things to work out well in your relationship, then you need to be very sure of the, per the person at first. You need to vet the person effectively before you enter into the relationship with them. And that is always the default position of anybody. If, if you criticize anything about relationships and you say that relationships are inherently flawed, people will always come back and say, ah, but you just need to vet properly and then it will all be fine. But my response to that is it's impossible to vet properly because a person themselves doesn't know how they're going to react in 10, 15, 20 years time let alone you. So I'm, uh, for myself, I think the, the idea of vetting is inherently flawed. I think, it's, I think it's not really possible in the way that people claim. And so, you know, and that's a difficulty. Now, as I say, I'm not saying, I don't advocate anything for anybody else. I'm not saying that you shouldn't get into a relationship because of that. I mean, and of course goes without saying there are people that you know that you can see straight off the bat that they're not going to be good relationship material for you and there are people that off the bat you think yes this person probably is potentially better relationship material 
for me. But even thinking that and even, you know, finding out about all their, their hobbies and habits and things like that, you know, she goes to church every Sunday and everything else. Well, so what? You know, I mean, even relationships with people like that have been known to uh, end awry. So um, proceed with caution, I think, is the... Um, is the message of this because, and going back to the tweet, as I said, really, once the attraction does go, then there isn't really a lot you can do to, to reignite it. It's a, it's, a, it's a chemical thing. It's an animal thing between two people. And you can't just magically turn the switch back on. And it's not just a matter of buying some, you know, cheesy, not cheesy, that's the wrong word, buying some sexy underwear or, you know, getting some like kinky kind of toys from a sex shop or something that's that's not really going to cut it you know um now i did say the only possible exception to this is if you break up and then reunite and the reason i say that is because when something cataclysmic in in the context of a relationship like that happens then there can be a tendency for the desire to peak again because when you really feel like you're going to lose that person then suddenly the desire can return uh, for a period of time, but in my experience, and again, this is only my experience, so if you think differently, you know, leave me a comment, that tends to be short-lived, because what tends to happen is you, you have the initial passion again, because you've now got the person back, you know, you're back together, the, the split has been averted, and then you get bored again pretty quickly after that, or they get bored again pretty quickly after that, and it never really goes back to how it was at the beginning. So that's my two penneth worth on that. As I say, slightly negative, but it's not really meant in a negative sense. It's meant more to just just to give you a sense of the reality of this thing, really, because I think sometimes people uh, give a slightly ro slightly overly rosy view of how things work, and you've just got to be aware of this stuff. Like I say, it doesn't mean you don't get into a relationship. It doesn't mean that love doesn't exist. It doesn't mean that humanity is terrible and all of that. But it does mean that you need to be on your guard and you need to just recognise the realities of how human beings interact with each other. Anyway, I'm going to leave it there. I hope you enjoyed that. I hope you got some value. Do let me know what you think and we will speak again tomorrow. Bye-bye.